Hey, happy Father's Day, Derek. Man, you got Jordan sitting down there with you. That's awesome. Hey, happy Father's Day to everybody else that's here, whether you're a dad or not. Hey, it's Guy's Day. All right? So you got to feel good. Got to go cook something. Kill something first if you need to and cook it. That'll make you feel good. And we are so grateful that you are here today and with us here at East Brainerd. We're thankful for that. If you're new here, hopefully you've already seen in the lobby and uh, plastered on the pews that are there in front of you, a uh, little sign that says, hey, if you're new, we want you to text the word connect, just that word, connect, and send that to 423-455-5530. You'll get a response back, ask you to put in some information, and we'll greatly appreciate that. And then if you are just a returning guest, you're with us, if you're part of our church family, go ahead and scan that check-in code. We would greatly appreciate that, again, to give us a record of you being here today on Father's Day. Uh, I know Derek mentioned that uh, we've got a group that uh, is gone. Uh, we've got a large group that headed off to camp for uh, this weekend. Some are going to continue that into impact at Lipscomb later on in the week. And then we have uh, college students, we've got parents and volunteers who are up with them. So about 75 to 80 members of our church family are away this morning. So uh, be in prayer for them as they have uh, been traveling. Uh, they are in the mountains of North Alabama, okay, which means about that high, you know. Uh, but they're over in Alabama and enjoying that, uh, enjoying that time. Uh, is this... Am I, am I kind of bouncing all over the room? It feels like I'm bouncing over the room. Can, can you hear me okay? Is it, is it weird? All right, maybe it just sounds weird to me. Just wanted to, um, just wanted to check on that. Um, hey, so since the kids are not here, a lot of them uh, to, to groan, uh, I'm going to do some dad jokes for you. All right, got some dad jokes. It's Father's Day. I, I know we do have some kids uh, who are here in the room. And so if you'd like to groan, it's fine. You, I get, you get permission you can groan and go, oh, Chris, that was, that was really bad. All right? So here's the first one. Why are piggy banks so wise? You say why, right? Go, go ahead. Because they're filled with common sense. Oh, yeah. All right? Uh, what, what do you call an alligator in a vest? An investigator. Yeah, I mean, they only get better, right? I mean, they're, they're, man, they're getting good. Um, how many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? Ten tickles. <laughs> that was for you, Miss Joy. I know you like that one. That was good. Uh, all right, uh, so what do you call the fear of being trapped in a chimney? Claustrophobia. Yeah. I mean, that's got dad written all over it, right? Uh, all right, here, here's just some conversations that sometimes go on. Could be called dad jokes. I don't trust those trees, son. Son says, why? Well, they seem kind of shady. <laughs> got to watch out for those shady, shady trees. Uh, here's one of my favorite. I used to be addicted to the hokey pokey, but then I turned myself around. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh that's a good one oh I, I tell you though but they keep getting better and here here is this is like number two number one's coming in a minute but but here, here's my number two uh, a three-legged dog walks into a bar guess what the bartender or guess what he said to the bartender 
I'm looking for the man that shot my paw. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Man, I love it. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, some of your parents are going to explain that one to your kids. <laughs> You're going to be going, all right, Paul, Paul, you know, okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's talk today how you can laugh with dad and not at him. Can we do that? Can, can we do that? Because I don't know if you've noticed, but more and more in our society, in our culture, you, you watch commercials, you watch different sitcoms, and the father is portrayed as someone who is just out of touch and, and out to lunch. Fatherhood in our society more and more is being presented as a joke, right? It's not just that, that dads say jokes, it's that dad is a joke. And, and the idea of a father and the idea of fatherhood, it, it's just something that it, it, it seems it's being put, it's like, okay, that is so 1950. That's father knows best. That's what that is. But in today's society, you really don't need dad. And you don't need to listen to your father's. And it's not important if, if dad is not around. You know, I, I call this the Homer Simpson syndrome. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the um, Simpsons or not. It's the longest running scripted TV show in television history. Anybody know what year the Simpsons started? You know? 89. Who said that? Uh, it was like, I love the Simpsons. It's great. 1989. And, uh, and maybe you've been a watcher ever since. 32 seasons. Over 700 episodes. And you know, even though it's a cartoon, you know, I once read that the show is being used in colleges across, across the country in sociology classes. It was being used as a way to demonstrate the stereotypical American family. That this is what the American family is like. It is like The Simpsons. Now the problem is, if, if Homer who is great to be able to laugh at and is always good for a joke, if Homer Simpson is the stereotypical American dad, well, he's often portrayed as just stupid and incompetent and clumsy and thoughtless and lazy and having an explosive temper. And when you look at the way that he is portrayed, and if that is to be, well, this is the stereotype and this is what... This is what it means to be an American dad. Well, we have come a long way since Father Knows Best, right? And sometimes this even happens in churches. On Mother's Day, we have the tendency to, to often honor and pay tribute to our mothers, and we say great things about them, and the mom's awesome, and, and usually in lessons that I'll do, you know, it's like a cry meter. You know, how many cries can I get from you, you know, during the Mama's Day lesson? And then it comes around to Father's Day, and, and sometimes you go to church, and, and dads just get beat up, right? Dads get beat up. It's like, why aren't you doing a better job raising your kids? Come on. Where are you, dads? How about laughing with him and not at him today? You see, in the Old Testament book of Proverbs, it, it paints a picture of a father's wisdom as being something that should be honored. That dad should be something in fatherhood, something to be held in high esteem. Proverbs is a collection of wise sayings, and it's a compilation of a lot of different fatherly ad advice. And in fact, when you go through the different chapters of Proverbs, you find that there are 19 different times where the writer addresses the reader as my son. 
or my sons. Here's an example. Chapter 4 and verse 1. Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. It's just one of the many places in the Old Testament where a father's wisdom is honored and a father's counsel is esteemed. So here's what we're going to do today. Uh, We're stepping aside from our sweet spot series that we've been uh, doing here through the summer. And we're going to put a pin in that in going through the book of of Joshua. We're going to put a pin there for the next couple of weeks, all right? We're going to step aside, step out of Joshua. We're going to come back to it um, after the 4th of July holiday, okay? We know there's going to be a lot of people traveling over the next few weeks. And so we're going to put a pin in our sweet spot study, and then we'll come back to it. But what we're going to do today, we're going to just sit down in Proverbs and, and we're going to go in search of not dad jokes, but we're going to go in search of fatherly wisdom. And I hope that what happens, um, I hope there's a couple of things. Uh, first, I do hope that it challenges all of us as dads to intentionally be teaching our children and having conversations with them. But I also hope that it calls on children to listen and to pay attention to the wisdom of their fathers. Even if you are no longer living at home, and even if you're a dad yourself, and even if your father is no longer with you, that you can pick up the phone and call or go and have lunch with him today, I bet if you think about it, perhaps there's still some fatherly wisdom and advice that you can honor. So let's begin with some fatherly advice on the subject of words. And let me tell you, I bet your dad has always had a lot of words to be able to share with you. If you just read through the book of Proverbs, you're going to notice there's a lot of real estate that's given to this idea of being careful about the things that you say. So here's dad wisdom number one. Your words matter more than you think. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 28 says, The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. You know, this is really an area where I think a father's example matters. I mean, we've all, I think, heard stories or maybe witnessed firsthand the father who's at that travel baseball game and, and all of a sudden he hurls insults or obscenities at the, at the umpire because of something that took place when his son was up to bat. Or even worse, we've seen that father who verbally berates and accosts their child because they struck out or they, they missed a basket or they were not prepared when the ball came flying into the outfield and, and they were chasing butterflies instead. I'm sure each of you have had moments where the the emotional part of your brain overpowered that logical thinking portion of your brain, and you began to speak before you actually thought. And we've all had those moments where the words are coming out, and everything begins to move in slow motion, and you're reaching And you're hoping that you can grab that word before your child hears it, before your spouse hears your sentence, before your co-workers see what's actually coming from your mind and coming from your heart. But you can't stop it. And all of a sudden it's out there for everyone to hear. You know, not only can you not, not only could you not take the words back, but you cannot remove the hurt that those words caused. Proverbs 15 and verse 4 says, Kind words heal and help, but cutting words wound and maim. You know, it's best that at a young age, we begin to learn the consequences of the things that we say. We need to understand that that for the, the words that we use, the sentences that we share, the way in which we speak to others, there are going to be results and there are going to be consequences when it comes to our words. Proverbs 18 and verse 21 says, The tongue has the power of life. And it also has the power of death. And it's especially true when it comes to our relationships. 
I mean, think about it. How many friendships have been lost and, and how many business deals have been damaged and, and marriages fractured all because a person did not pause, all because a person did not pray before they spoke. But yet the opposite is also known to be true. A thoughtful word, the right place compliment, well, it can breathe life into our relationships. And more importantly, for, for you dads, it can cause there to be a bridge between you and your child. John Etheridge points out that every son needs to hear the clear message from his father that you have what it takes, that you have what it takes. And every daughter needs to hear from their father the message, you are beautiful. You're beautiful, just like you are. You know, now perhaps your dad was a man of few words. Maybe he didn't say a lot. And maybe he never said, I love you, or never said that you look beautiful. Maybe he never said, hey, you're going to have a great game tonight. Even though your childhood might not have been filled with words of affirmation, it doesn't mean that you cannot pass along a word or two that will strengthen and encourage your children. That, that opportunity is there within you. That capacity is there inside you. So be on the lookout to catch your children doing something good and doing something right. I mean, it's easy for us to be able to point out mistakes, but it can, it, it can be really encouraging for our kids when we look for and find them doing something that is good, and then we encourage them in it. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 24 says, Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and healthy for the body. This means that we are affirming who our children are even more than what they do. You know, it's easy to fall into the pattern of merely enforcing rules and affirming behavior, but the starting point is actually encouraging them, and we encourage them by speaking about what's taking place in their heart. So that means we say, hey, you know what? Hey, your teacher told me today that, that, that there's another kid in your class that a lot of people don't spend very much time with, but you go out of your way each week to make sure that they feel a part. And that's awesome. And I want you to keep doing that. Or maybe we say, you know what, you have such a great gift to serve others. You have such a great heart. And as you're thinking about, you know, careers, man, I hope that you're going to be able to choose a career path that's going to allow you to, to use that service heart and to use the heart that you have for others to impact them, not just here in a worldly way, but also impact them for God. Because I know you can do that. And I can't wait to see what God has for your future. Or maybe as a dad, you call up that adult daughter and you say, you know what, I, I was just thinking about you today. And I just wanted to call and let you know what a great mom that I think you are. And I'm proud of you. And I love you. You know, when a father takes the time to share encouraging words, regardless of the age of the child, they're making a deposit into an account that will that will strengthen them for many years to come. Friends, words are more important than you think. They matter more than you think. I think it was Truett Cathy, founder of Chick-fil-A, who said, do you know how you can tell if a person needs encouragement? And his response was, he said, they're breathing. He said, if you see a person that's breathing, they need encouragement. And so give it to them. And, and, and let me just say this, as a father, you know what, we need words of encouragement too. I mean, we need words of encouragement. We, we need to be able to hear that, hey, Dad, you know what? You tell some corny jokes and, and, and you make some weird noises. 
and you don't always smell good. But man, you know what? I love you, Dan. And, and, and I love being with you. And I love being, I love being your kid. We need that. And there's some, of, there's some of you on this Father's Day, and you're debating about whether or not you're going to pick up the phone and call your dad. Because maybe your father hasn't been much of a dad to you. And maybe he doesn't call on your birthday, and, and you've got hundreds of reasons to justify not making contact with him today. But don't underestimate the difference that your words can make. Proverbs 28 and verse 18. Careless words stab like a sword, but wise words bring healing. How about share some wise words today? Share them with dad. Share them with your kids. Share them with your spouse. Hey, another source of fatherly advice that's found in Proverbs. Here's dad wisdom number two. Important things that need to be passed along. Who you are, who you are on the inside is more important than what you achieve on the outside. Hey, this is important dad wisdom. Because scripture constantly teaches that integrity and character are more valuable than financial security or societal success. Listen to Proverbs 28 and verse 6. Better a poor man who lives with integrity than a rich man who distorts right and wrong. You know, in integrity is all about having a firm moral conscience. And it's all about being able to distinguish between that right and wrong and what's good and bad and what's righteous and what is sinful. And then being able to be consistent in the desire to choose the correct path. Now here's where as parents we must be intentional in demonstrating this wisdom for our kids. You know, it's amazing the amount of time and, and money that we all spend in order to make sure that our children can play for the best sport teams or attend the best schools and, and be accepted in the right internships. And we go out of our way to position our kids to achieve worldly success and insecurity because we want what's best for them. And I know for many of us, we, I've heard people say, look, we would like to be able to give our children, you know, e even more than what, than what we have and set them up in a way that, that we feel like that they are going to be well off in the future. Not just financially, but, but emotionally and, and, how, and, and, and physically. And, and you know, so what we do, we... We, we, we put all of our time and effort into all of these different things that we think are going to help our kids. But if we're not careful, our attempts to give Junior all the best advantages and all the best opportunities only serve to convince him that his identity, that his identity is tied to his achievement and his value is tethered to his accomplishment. And so what happens one day if he doesn't make the ball team or, or if he doesn't get the job or if he doesn't get into college? And I know I'm hearing more and more about kids in school, high school, who are just so stressed out. And they're so stressed out because they're afraid they're not going to score high enough on their ACT. And they're worried about that because, well, they don't want to disappoint mom or they don't want to disappoint dad or they want to make sure that they can get into a certain school. And then if they don't get what they want, they feel like they've let everybody down. You know, and even worse, if in the process of setting our kids up for future success, even worse is if we demonstrate to them that the time with Jesus and, and time spent with his church are not as important as all these other activities and all these other pursuits. If this takes place, we risk then raising a young, a young adult that has no foundation to understand right or wrong. 
And they have zero interest in listening to the direction of God. See, here's, I think, here's when it would be a good reminder to listen to Paul's guidance in Romans chapter 12, where he says, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that, that you just fit into it without even thinking about anything. Instead, fix your attention on God, he says, and you'll be changed from the inside out. Our children need to hear from us that there is a right, and they need to hear that there's a wrong, and that God's character should define our character. And that living to be an honest and just and compassionate and God-honoring person is more important than any trophy, it's more important than any scholarship, and it's more important than any job. You see, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. You see, who you are on the inside, is more important than what you achieve on the outside. Proverbs 11 and verse 20 says, The Lord detests people with crooked hearts, but he delights in those with integrity. So let's share some dad wisdom and, and let's continue to remind our kids that it's what's on the inside that is the most important. And here's a final topic that we can kind of delve into a little bit today. It's the area of faith. And it's a major theme throughout Proverbs. It's dad wisdom number three. Your relationship with God is no laughing matter. Now, now we might like to laugh at all the dad jokes and the funny things that, that dad does, but the relationship that we have with God is no laughing matter. And the wise author wrote about this, and he talked about the fear of the Lord. In fact, as you read through Proverbs more than 20 times, you'll find that phrase. And it is used for the first time in chapter 1 and verse 7, where it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And so in other words, everything begins with a proper understanding and a proper respect for God. It is the foundation of understanding and, and wisdom. And it is the most essential, I think it's the most essential thing for us as, as parents that we pass along this to our children. It is ultimately the only accomplishment that truly matters as a father. Do my children respect, honor, and trust the Lord? I mean, that's the wisdom that we truly want to pass on, right? I mean, yeah, we'd like for them to be able to, you know, figure out how to fix a flat, and we want them to be able to make wise investments. But more than anything, don't we want them to be able to know God and to trust God? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. You keep reading in Proverbs 16 and verse 20, it said, blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. The writings of Proverbs implore the reader to take their relationship with God seriously. And, and the way that it sets it up is that the Proverbs writer says that wisdom and blessings and health and discernment and guidance are, are all presented as ripple effects of a healthy relationship with God. These are things that come from being with the Lord. And so we need to encourage our children and our grandchildren to develop some healthy spiritual habits right now while they are young. Healthy habits like reading God's Word, reading it on a regular basis, on surrounding themselves with good God-honoring friends, and living a life of worshipful service. See, all of these things and others provide then a fertile soil for our children's faith to, to grow up in. And another source of wisdom that you find in your Bible is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and I want you to listen to what it says in chapter 12. The father reminds his children, don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. 
Honor him in your youth before you grow old and say, life is not pleasant anymore. You know, we've already found this out, those of us who are parents. Adulting just has this way of just beating us down sometimes, you know? I mean, when you're a kid, man, it is great, and you drive fast, and, you know, you can stay out late. You can eat anything that you want and never gain weight. I mean, it's just, I mean, you're a kid, and you feel like you're invincible. I mean, you're Superman. And then all of a sudden, you start this adulting process, and life happens, and you're like, wait a minute. The boss really expects me to show up every day? <laughs> really? I thought I could set my own hours and set my own schedule and, you know, every other Friday works best for me. But then life happens. And we get discouraged and we get knocked down and it causes us to question if there's any meaning to the life that we're living. And we need to be able to prepare our children now for the faith trials that they are going to have in the future. And the best way to do this is by allowing our children to see how seriously it is that we take our own walk with God. They need to be able to see that in, in our lives, the importance that we place on, on God and the way that we strive to listen to God's direction. You know, one of, one of my favorite stories is written by an author, Phil Calloway. And he writes about passing faith on to the next generation, but specifically he writes about May 31st, 1986. Now this was about three years before The Simpsons started, all right? So you think about where you were in 1986 and try to figure out what it was that you were doing. Some of you were, hey, maybe you were becoming dads for the first time, right? Maybe some of you, you, you were at home watching cartoons. I mean, that was a Saturday, and you had He-Man on, and you were enjoying that, and the Super Friends, and it, it was just a great time. You had your Cocoa Puffs, and I don't know. But on May 31st, 1986, he writes, it was a Saturday. My friends played softball that day. I paced a hospital hallway with my wife. At least, he writes, I think it was my wife. Where she has always been a rather sweet and soft-spoken person, this woman was more like Attila the Hun in a hospital gown. Rub my back, she commanded. Don't touch me, she hollered. This continued to what seemed like 14 days until I found myself face to face with my firstborn son. Sure, he was a little wrinkly, but who could blame him? I held him close, I touched his tiny fingers, I counted his toes, I looked into his eyes. They were blue, just like mine. Then Phil writes, he says, the most amazing thing happened. A revival, I suppose. As I looked into the blue of those bluest eyes, it was as if I heard these words. Calloway, for the first 25 years of your life, you have been a hypocrite. You've been close to the church, but you've been far from God. You are holding in your arms the one person you'll never be able to hide it from. If you think this little guy won't see it, you are naive. So Calloway says, people ask me when I became a Christian. He says, I don't give them the date that I actually first believed that Jesus was the Son of God. Instead, I say it was May 31st, 1986. You see, that night, for the first time in my life, I bowed my head and said, Dear God, I am so sorry. Make me real. Make me genuine. I want my precious little boy to hunger and thirst after righteousness. And if he won't learn it from me, he has two strikes against him already. He said, I meant every word. 
And it's been a slow going sometimes, but I believe God heard that prayer. Five years later, that little boy looked up at me one night and said, Daddy, I want to be like you. And tears came to my eyes. He says, I don't have all the child-rearing answers for you, but I do know this. If you want to give your child the chance to love and serve God, then you must love and serve God first. And then if I could add, dads and moms, you'll rest a lot easier. Proverbs 19 and verse 23 says, The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it, rest satisfied. Guys, our culture says that fathers don't know anything. That they tell corny jokes and they make weird noises. And who needs them? I mean, really? I mean, I mean who really needs dad around? It doesn't matter. But let me tell you something. If you've got a dad or if you had a father who was a good steward of what the Lord entrusted to him, if his words were positive, if he was a man of integrity, and if above all, if he is a father whose faith is real, then please realize that as a family, you are blessed. And he was a blessing. And so you come to a crossroads where you have to decide, will you accept your father's wisdom? See, for some of us dads who are here, maybe the crossroads is just to say, you know what, there, I need to acknowledge there's some things in life that are more important than sports. Some things in life more important than a career. There's something that's more important than the paycheck that I bring home. And that something is someone, and it's Jesus Christ. Maybe today you need to be the leader of your family and say, you know what, we're going to commit our lives to Christ. And, and we're going to commit ourselves to being a part of this church body right here at East Brainerd. And I don't know, whether you're a father or not, whether you're a man or a woman, young or old, whether you're single or, or married, maybe you just need to accept some fatherly wisdom. Uh, maybe the wisdom that, maybe the wisdom that your, your dad gave you wasn't, perhaps it wasn't that wise. Maybe you need some of the wisdom that we shared today. Maybe you need to realize that your words are impactful and that your integrity defines you. And maybe you need to accept the fact that your relationship with God is the most important thing about you. And who knows, perhaps you're going to look back years from now and you're going to say that June 20th, 2021, well, that was the day that you became a real Christian. That was the day that you began to take your relationship with God seriously. See, whatever decision that you need to make today, Proverbs 14 and verse 26 has a word of encouragement for you. Reverence for God gives a man deep strength. His children have a place of refuge and security. You know, if you have a decision to make, I hope you won't put it off. Today is the day. Today's Father's Day, June 20th, 2021. And how about for once in our life, we truly take to heart some of our Father's wisdom. Can we pray about that together? Father, we need to listen to you more. And so today we have sat here and we have, we have heard some wise words from Proverbs and we have, we've heard some, some dad wisdom that needs to be taken to heart because it comes straight from you. But it can be difficult to listen to that wisdom because we feel like we've got our own knowledge, we've got our own understanding. 
And for a lot of us, just like we have ignored the wisdom that our dads gave us, we've ignored the wisdom that you've given us too. And it's gotten us into trouble and it's gotten us off on the wrong track. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity today just to be reminded of some wise words. And I pray that we will begin to put them into practice. That we will guard the things that we say. That we will be more concerned with who we are on the inside. Than what we've achieved on the outside. And that we will take very seriously the relationship that we have with you. And that these bits of wisdom plus so many others. That we will pass them on to our children. And we will remind our grandchildren. Father you've shown us what love is through our families. And we're thankful for that. And so we ask that while we're here today, whether we're with our dad or not, or, or whether even we had a, a positive experience when it comes to growing up with our father, that we would listen to your wisdom once more. And that we would determine ourselves, that we would be real, and that we would be genuine, that we wouldn't just be kind of close to the church, but Father, that we would be one with you. Thank you for being our Father. Thank you for the opportunity today to celebrate with our dad. We ask for safety for our kids who are off traveling, whether they be at camp or they're away for this summer, whether they are living in another town, raising their own kids. Father, just again, your blessings and your peace on our children and encouragement for all of the dads. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Hey, can I give you one more dad joke as we close? Oh, it's a classic and you know what it is. What do you call cheese that doesn't belong to you? Go ahead and say it. Nacho cheese. Hey, thanks so much for being here, everybody. We want to close our time together. We want to close our time together in song and we want you to know that Mom or dad, kiddo, whatever, it doesn't matter. If, you would, if you'd like to talk with somebody more about some of the things we've been sharing today, if, if there's something on your heart about a relationship that you have within your family, one of our elders will be in our prayer room, and it's located in our lobby. Just walk out the lobby, and uh, you'll see the prayer room there. It's on the door. And you can go in there, and you can have some private, some quiet time uh, to talk, to share, to pray, to read Scripture, to ask questions, whatever might be on your heart. If you have a question about being baptized into Christ, about the faith that you have, that Jesus being the Son of God, and what that could mean for your life, we'd love to talk with you about that. We want you to know that that opportunity is available. We also want you to know that you can send a prayer request at any time to 423-455-5530. Just text the word prayer, just that word. Again, you'll get a response, and then you can enter your request. Today, one of our elders will see it during the week. One of our staff members will have that, monitor it, and we'll pass it along to others so that we can be praying for you. Hey, dads, have a great day. See if somebody will take you out to eat for a change, right? Hey, let's, why don't we stand and sing and give praise to our Heavenly Father together.